remember the original Paper Mario being more of like an RPG style, but this one's more of a puzzle fighting game. Yeah, yeah. I um, it's very good to play when you are. Um, you yeah, know, that's over. Stoned. oh you're a comedian but Um, the the only thing i don't like playing uh because i'm you know like i said i don't really smoke that much but when i do and then there's like the only thing i don't like about the puzzles is that there's a countdown oh no i hate being put under a time pressure uh i think that's a standard for all marios though like that's since day one of Mario, at least Super Mario Brothers, starting there. There's always been a clock counting down. Um, yeah. It sort of faded in things like uh, Odyssey and Sunshine and Galaxy, but like any classic Mario game, part of that is the timer, and I have always, always hated it. Like, oh my god, the music's fast. And then you start making shitty decisions and you, yep. you kick a turtle, but you didn't jump on it first. And it's the whole thing is just a mess. I can't do it. The fucked up thing about Except this I, one I is that you can spend your coins to buy more time. And but like it's like, like <laughs> one minute. Mario. One minute is six hundred coins, and that adds up after like I'm like, okay, fuck. What do I do? I need to add another minute. Oh God, I need to add another minute. And like, do you I just still like, get a life. It'd be easier for hundred. No, you just buy more time. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, am not wildly familiar yeah. with Paper Mario's mechanics. I've only died once because I keep spending money on time, and <laughs> like, I think I have like a lot of coins at one point, and then like I get out of a battle, and it's like, oh fuck, my coin, my coin bank is in half now because I just couldn't fucking make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> fact that they bring in the woes of capitalism to yeah. to like to mitigate better play is like real fucking weird but that's the way yeah. it is that's how in mario galaxy you collect gems and since it's on the you use the the remote controls the one control you control yourself with and then you point the other one at the screen and pick up all the gems it's really satisfying oh, and the wow. gems then give you points or you have like a gem bank but you can also take the gems and shoot them at bad guys. And that makes the game cake. Because you're just... Pew, 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 but then you don't get any gems. And so I'm like nervous <laughs> because I, like it's so much fun to shoot them all in the head instead of jumping on them or spinning into them and stuff. But shooting all the gems, I hate when I get to a point and there's like a bonus that's like, I need to be fed 100 gems. And I go, ah, I shot everybody. <laughs> 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 you, you, if you knew how fun it was to kill with impunity, you'd do it too, Mr. Talking Star. I only have 30, 30 gems to feed you tonight rather than the 400 you require. It was a big well, Goomba. I had to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of big goombas and capitalism, we are recording on a very uh, tumultuous day, or at least yes. a very no, not, I would say tense, not tumultuous. It's very tense. I feel. So let's do uh, it like least... this. Ready? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome oh, yeah. to the Hot Property Election Night Special. <laughs> and then those at home are going to know that I'm doing a slow motion dab in the into the camera. Yeah. Boom! And I might double it up at the other side. Then I'll do three real quick. Um, that was two, three, and uh, you still gotta um, say your name. It's though. the election night special. By the end of this episode, and likely by the dropping of the next or following episode, we're not gonna have the results because yeah. this whole thing's gonna be contested and crazy and all that. But uh, I gotta say, it's exciting. Is it? I mean, what's? I mean, exciting. I I'm not saying that it's exciting. In terms you also, like you wait. Can... You didn't. You didn't finish the intro. I gotta say your name. Oh yeah, my name's Dan Scully. I'm Stephen Richards. Okay, now go ahead. And when I say exciting, <laughs> I don't mean it as in exciting, like I it's feel not... good about it. I mean, like yeah. the way that you would excite a chemical to get a chemical reaction. There's it's certainly a buzz not Christmas that morning exciting. During big things. No, it's not Christmas morning yeah. exciting. And it's not like it's somewhere between Christmas morning exciting and like 9 11 exciting. Because oh 9 11 exciting. No, what? but think about it. <laughs> when 9 11 happened, there was a buzz that, oh my God, something big is happening. And so yeah. you get that feeling of like, you know, just there's action. Like I used to live near a train station and I loved that every time the train would go by, you know, it wasn't too loud, but it like reminded me that the world was still moving and alive. And it sucks to associate that feeling with tragedy, but with tragedy, there is a thing where it's, oh, everyone's mobilized. Everyone's moving. Yeah. There's something happened. The world is, is going, you know, the, the, the exist, 
entropy's slowing down while we all do a thing. And election night gets that energy going. Granted, tonight is a particularly contentious and emotional election, so it's not exciting like it's a birthday, but yeah. it is exciting in that, you know, it, we could wake up in a just a different place tomorrow. I'm hoping to. I th- and I was going to suggest that it felt exciting in between, um, you know, how you feel excited on Christmas Day and how you feel excited on New Year's, when on New Year's you're definitely going to be let down because New Year's is always terrible. Yes. And Christmas, you know, it can go either way. Most, most of my Christmases are, have been great in my 32 years, but most of my New Year's Eves have been just, I get super excited to go out, and then it's just a complete fucking... Like, it's a shit show. It's a, just a big Duke drop of a, of a yeah. holiday. I've never enjoyed going out on New Year's. Like, uh, we typically go to one of our friends just has, like, some people over. And that's yeah. the, that's always better. We just, house like, parties are always the way to go on New Year's Eve. Always the way to go. But, uh, like, small, but yeah, like, smaller side house parties, not, like, ragers. Like, I'm talking, yeah. like, you know, max, like, 12, 16 people, a nice cheese plate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, some champagne. Last year there was a crock pot with some chili in it. It was That's... it was delightful. It was incredible. All right. There was I guess a I have, I have some a bit of a better palate than Dan, even though I have a dirty ass wall. Well, I'm not done yet. If you, you want to talk about a palate, I happen to remember two years ago at the same party there was a crock of chili as well, and I was taking cheap beer and pouring cheap tequila into it and then drinking that as one drink. And uh, wow. oh baby. That's the last thing I remember. That's flavor time. <laughs> that was going hard. That's <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Deliciousville or what was the? Oh, <laughs> uh, taste, tasteville. <laughs> oh, I sent so Dan, I sent Dan a, a Halloween a picture of a Halloween costume because but because you can't use Guy Fieri's like likeness or his mayor of Flavortown, um, you know, moniker. Yeah. Is, moniker. They had a picture of an obvious Guy Fieri costume, but they couldn't say it. So it said, uh, like, Chancellor of Tasteville or something like that. <laughs> Chancellor! <laughs> Man, that's like... I, and I'll say it again, and I've said it so many times in this podcast, I have nothing but just, like, blind respect for that man. Because oh, yeah. he did something smart. He created a character and went on that, you know, next Food Network star thing. And also created a character that belies the fact that he's actually very formally educated on culinary stuff. And one of the nicest guys. Guy been around. And he He, seems cool. He just fed the frontline uh, California firefighters who were, you know, doing the forest fire thing. He fed like 300 of them. It's insane. Yeah. He's the man. He officiated uh, gay weddings, like like simultaneous, like 250 gay weddings in Florida the day that they became legal in honor of his sister, who was a homosexual who took her own life. Guy Fieri did that. And it, like, it's like, we all make fun of him, but like, that's a man with a heart. It's, yeah. it's a heart that's like very and clogged. And a trash can with, full of nachos. Yeah, a trash can full <laughs> of nachos. A heart that's clogged with so much plaque but my god it's a heart that beats for yeah. for goodness and for uh melted cheese products he really puts the cheese in a cheesy love story that's right yeah <laughs> he puts the oven in the love it i don't know i can't do it um we're i don't remember where we, we've been all over the place in this last two minutes or so well, this um, is a crazy so, day right. there's an energy let's fucking let's talk about did you vote yes and how did you vote I don't ever reveal that in any public forum. I mean, like, how, like, did you vote in person or did you oh, vote early? I, um, I I, I, I'm the, asking you, I'm asking you who you voted for. I'm saying, how did you yeah, actually yeah. do what the process was? <laughs> so I'm sure people can intuit. I mean, I want to make it very clear <laughs> that, um, you know, while I do have my preferences, I think that our selections this time around are offensively abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, really, I really bad. Almost like if, if, if it wasn't the if it wasn't you know for leader of the free world it would be one of the funniest things with how yeah. abjectly fucking garbage both of these candidates are yeah. that said i made my choice i voted and i voted by mail uh, probably like a month ago okay yeah so i, I did, took care I of i did business. the i did the in person vote today um i was worried about cuz i heard horror stories about people waiting for 2 hours 3 hours in line 
I, I chose my, my timing very specifically. I was like, I'm going to go at 1030 because the people who have already gone to work have gone to work and the lunch brunch hasn't started yet. So I want to like thread the needle between those two things. Mm, that's and a smart I was, move. I was in and out two minutes. How was it in terms of like COVID measures? Um, one dude walked in as I was leaving, not wearing a mask, and I almost said something to him, but I also didn't want to start a fucking. Thing. Yeah, might as well just get out of there. Yeah, I was like, I was really one foot, <laughs> one foot out of the door, and I was like, it's not worth it. Yeah, not today. Not today. Um, it's Mother's Day. That, so I did vote. I'll just be honest with you. I did vote for Biden. But if Biden wins in the next four or five days, like you said, it's not going to be a, a jump up and shout victory for me. It's going to be just a, a heavy yeah. sigh of relief. Like an exhale. Fucking Donald Trump for the next four years. I think that's like that's probably the biggest bonus for a Biden win, if you were to ask me, is that it just turns the volume down. It's that when I log onto Twitter, I'm not going to see him posting something and a million other people retweeting it with, you know, typically funny snark. But like, it would be great if I could go one day just not knowing what the president's up to. Like, I know that's that's insane to me. That I it's been it's been four years since I've done that, and now you know we'll see what like, happens. Remember, but, uh, remember when Obama was in office and we weren't getting notifications every day about what he was talking about on Twitter? Like those were. That was the best part of his presidency in, oh, so in, good. in comparison to the presidency that we have now. It's, well, it's like, <laughs> what's weird is I think his drive, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. I, I don't think he ever actually wanted to become president. He just wanted to run, lose, and then just have the camera on him to have like a news show or something, you know? And then lo and yeah. behold, he won. And, so, and that's the one thing I always like to tell people is like, you may think you've got it bad, but I trust you. He's living a nightmare right now. <laughs> believe me he's living his personal nightmare he didn't want this job um he doesn't want to win this time around either he wants to retire and just be like i could have won it would have been better with me and then that's his brand for you know his next 10 years and then he dies and so i i but what he's what's crazy is that he's such a eyes on me eyes on me kind of guy that he couldn't not do the presidency in an eyes on me fashion and he's so good at that i mean he's He's been a, a, a cele- he's much more successful as a celebrity as he ever was a businessman. And oh, yeah. he just brought that <clears throat> eyes on me, eyes on me, eyes on me to the president, presidency. Mixed that with the dawn of Twitter and our reactivity. And it's just constant amplification of his ego. And it, it's, it's definitely one of those things that if we even measured it now to four years ago, there'd be a stark difference just in that amount of time. And there's such a weird pathology to it that, um, to me, that's like that's something that I'm, I'm certainly uh, uh, excited that there's a potential to not have to have that. There, the biggest surprise for me, when it comes to Donald Trump, is that he doesn't drink, and because like I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stupid shit that kind of is in line with stuff that he says when he's sober. But when I hear it from the people that I'm talking about, they've always been hammered. Yeah, and yeah. So it's like. So it's and not. They typically like, have I'd, better I'd, diction. I exactly, and I'd much rather prefer him. Maybe this is wrong, but I'd much rather have him at least have an excuse as to why he's saying this stupid fucking shit, other than I'm an insane old person. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I had a handle of Hennessy last night in the Oval Office. I didn't mean to say those things. <laughs> at least now there's an excuse. <laughs> For him being just the worst fucking person. You can be an alcoholic and be an asshole, but being a sober asshole is something completely different. Yeah, because yeah, that's like, it's hard. When you're an alcoholic, you can get help. You know, alcoholism yeah. is a disease <laughs> and you can get help for these things, but there's no help for this fucking insane old man who we've chosen to run the fucking country. It's absolutely baffling it's to crazy. me. Like, oh but my God, he loses, I can't believe though, like some of the shit that he said about people of color, Native Americans, like gay people, like all this stuff that he said. I've heard fucking like people in like, I'll just call them bros in college say like <laughs> pretty offensive shit about like other people. Oh, I've they were all fucking doing terribly bigoted and racist things. And it was because I was drunk and I thought I was being funny when really I was yeah. being an asshole to piece of shit. 
And so to be stone cold, like, so like, that's my explanation. There is no excuse. I don't have an excuse because oh, there no, isn't definitely one. Not. I do have an explanation. He has neither an explanation <laughs> nor no. an excuse. And like, I've and also I said, so... am not the president. So that puts yeah, exactly. me on a little bit lower of a thing in terms of propriety. I've also said stuff like for the sake of shock value humor, because I thought, I think that like, that it's still my brand, but I've definitely toned it down a lot because I've learned. Because you grew up. I, yeah, I grew up and I learned that a lot of shit that I was saying when I was a fucking child was not cool and it was not good. And it was not yeah. even funny. It wasn't even funny at the time. That was the hardest thing for me to figure out. And it's like, well, it was funny to me in the moment. And I realized that what was funny to me was how upset you were. And I never stopped to consider that your upsetness was actually valid. And you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. you know what I'm saying. And like seeing seeing how it plays out on a national stage and how, how similar some of the stuff that I joked about Trump is saying for real, like it makes me feel such shame inside. And I think that is, uh, you know, at least what I can take away from being, like I said, just a stupid kid trying to make a funny and trying to impress my friends. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and, really what it is. You're trying to impress yeah. your friends. It's just like little points. I think that's what bugs me about him most. Like, whatever, I'll talk policy with you if you want to, but I don't even want to get into policy. It's just that. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, Ken, if you want. He'll never talk policy with you, but I, I think of it in terms of like, what upsets me about it is whether you like him or not, whether you like his policy or not, I just feel like there's two types of people that can come out of the American system. Our system is designed so that truly radiant and industrious people can do great things. As the dark side to that is that our system also, because of that, and, you know, it's, it's just the way it is, can also facilitate an awful person taking advantage of things. And, be, and so these two American pictures, this industrious good person, Captain America fights for justice, and a boorish pig who thinks about greedy stuff, they can both emerge. And I think that it's very clear which one of those two he represents. And I think yeah. that a president should represent the other. And so for me, it's like, you know, I just feel like being represented by him. Uh, I, I would love to just say to some people that aren't from America, like, hey, you know, like, that's just one of the outcomes of our system. Yeah. We're not all Trump. And actually, I remember a work event that I had that was at the Trump Hotel in AC. And it was the year after he got elected. It must yeah, it was 2017. And we stayed there for like five days. And to get back at Donald Trump, I took a huge shit in the bed before I left. <laughs> and I said, as I was walking out in slow Wait. motion, I said, that'll fucking get him. Wait, you did this? No, why would I do that? Because the cleaning lady is going to have to clean that up, not Trump. Okay, sorry. I, I, didn't, I, I guess I missed the setup. What was the setup to you doing that? That I stayed in the Trump hotel. Oh, I thought you really did this. No, I, I, I mean, I thought about it, but then I realized, you know, it, it won't be Trump cleaning it up. It'll be the poor cleaning lady that I had to leave there with it. <laughs> I know, the poor, the poor cleaning lady who is very likely uh, one of these specific communities that he targeted. Yeah, It would exactly. be a real failure of a, of a prank. But I, I was the entire about, time uh, I was there, I was like, where can I, where can I place a bomb? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't. Did, did we talk about <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania last week? Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the boo. Yeah. I just, uh, I, you know what I dream of, though? Let's say he loses. It would be great if, I know that this moment doesn't exist of him walking out of the office and Biden walking into the office. But, um, and, and I would never, <laughs> I would never trust Biden to be able to deliver a sentence, let alone a timely scathing burn. And, um, but I would hope that he would have the mental temerity to pass by Trump and go, you fired. <laughs> and then just walk into the office and shut the door behind him. Because I wouldn't be able to resist. I talk all this talk about being presidential, but if he was leaving the office and I was the next president walking in, I would definitely I'd do an impression of him too. I'd be like, you fired. And then I'd I'd, I'd be like, and your hands are a little fun, you know, whatever as I shut the door. It would be poetic. I think it would it be beautiful. Would, I think the way that this country is going, I wouldn't be surprised if the following thing happened. And it is yeah. it is the exact scenario that you're talking about where 
Trump is walking out and Joe Biden's walking in at the same time. And then all of a sudden from behind Joe Biden, Vince McMahon comes out with a steel <laughs> chair and hits Joe Biden down. And then him and Trump just like are kicking him in the ground. And then all of a sudden, John Cena and Dwayne The Rock Johnson come from either side and start attacking Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. And it just turns into a fucking like hell in a cell all out brawl. And uh, that would be, you know. That would be pretty amazing. I would watch that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Honestly, would it, would it hint of worse things? You know, like I look around. If the, entire, like, if the entire, let's say Joe Biden wins, knock on wood for me. Let's say he wins. And um, if, if the inauguration was just whatever the next WWE Sunday night pay-per-view special is, I would be totally okay with that. It would be amazing. And like at, oh at the very end, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, you know how they have that, like, that ladder match? Where yeah, you, have yeah. To climb, you have to climb the ladder and grab the belt. Whoever wins... Let's say they let's say they split the the um the, Dude, each it's not vote. the belt though. One gets it's the little it's the yeah, little, it's American the little flag pin. pin that they have to wear. <laughs> let's say like one gets the uh, uh electoral college and one gets the popular vote. This is how they're going to decide now how it goes on for the rest of time. So <laughs> that would be amazing. The only if, problem with that is Trump has the edge because he's wrestled before in the WWE, whereas something tells me Biden is a slight breeze away from shattering every bone in his body. He does look frail, but have you seen Trump dance? I think the, way, I think the way a man dances is the way a man fights. And if you can't you know, dance well, you can't fight well. I haven't seen Trump dance. I've seen him do seizure-like motions while music was playing. But yeah. I've never seen him dance, no. <laughs> so really all Joe Biden needs is one, like, very surgical strike. And uh, all the true. McDonald's and KFC will come flooding out of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is with Biden, I bet he can dance, but he can probably, like, he probably does, like, a mean soft shoe. He can Charleston. Because, like, that's his, you know, like, that's his era. <laughs> He's just, like, flinging Jill Biden about. She's doing those big flips and kicking their legs like it's a Gap commercial from the yeah. late 90s to the cherry-popping daddies. Yeah. Oh, be, <laughs> this is great. Like, I don't think he could throw a baseball more great. than two feet. But I do think that Biden is capable of doing an insane, you know, 1950s, taking my best girl out for a soda, two straws, uh, you know, that kind yeah. of dancing in the most physical, insane gymnastic ways. I think he's capable of that. Because like, the thing the is, way, he's probably bad on like a tablet. But if you gave him like an old number cruncher with the receipts that fly out and you got to pull oh, yeah. the lever, Joe Biden would do intense algorithmic computation <laughs> but if you gave him a a, a a a you know like an ipad or something he'd just drop it in his soup the thing about here the thing that joe biden would have to do though is get trump incapacitated enough so that he could climb the ladder because because trump <laughs> yeah, is so true. round because trump is so round and he's got a lot of like low base uh balance he could easily and joe is so tall he could easily just knock over the ladder and then joe biden's fucking done because he's gonna break like glass that's true so he's got to get he's got to get trump kind of like out maybe maybe Dwayne could help or john i think Cena. the combined if he could stand on trump's torso his yeah. height could probably get him to the pin that's so if true. he could get his feet out front because i actually if you look at i i'm not a bit like i'm not good at physics but um i feel like there's a there's like an understanding of how physics works and i think this this fits that i believe that there is a point that we could rest a prone trump that is like a perfect point that none of his limbs could sufficiently reach the ground at an angle to get him to his feet again you're and talking so about think, reverse reverse turtling yes reverse turtling. like just there's there's yeah. an angle and i don't think that it's necessarily belly down or ass down or but there's some crooked weird angle it's that definitely they belly get him down to. it's definitely belly down it probably favors belly down, but I yeah. think there's a certain angle that he just probably of years of being, you know, crooked postured and stuff that, that he just couldn't get up. And then if Joe Biden could, you know, if Mr. Glass could keep himself from shattering, that would be his wrestling name, Mr. Glass. Yeah. He would and need to get on the, the apex of that position. Then he could get the pin affix it. They call it. He would need at least two wrestlers to uh, hold the ladder for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, uh, The Rock did uh, did 
officially endorse endorsed Biden. So I don't know if John Cena did, but I feel like John Cena. John Cena's too did. early in his Hollywood career that he can go one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, so De- Bautista definitely did because I see I've seen commercials with him. Oh yeah, yeah. Saying yeah. you got to vote right now. You got to vote now. Vote right now. Go out and do it. And like literally, I had just come back from voting when I saw that commercial. And I'm like, <laughs> Dave, I did it already. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> Calm down. Make another movie where you're paired with a comedian and it's only lukewarm, please. <laughs> But then make another two and a half hour sci-fi epic where you roll through and show us some gravitas. Yeah, for ten minutes. Uh, but so okay, so we got we got Dwayne and thing, though. we there got Dwayne and Dave. Where I was like, Batista's probably not going to be a great actor. And now when I see him in a movie, I'm like, I'm excited for this movie because Batista's in it. Well, he's also great in Guardians. I mean, you can't. Yeah, that. That, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like he went from a guy that I was skeptical about to a dude that it's like, oh, you're actually a mark of quality. I'm in. Uh, anyway, back on the point. So we got yeah, back Dwayne, on the point. We got, we got, we got, we got and Dave. Wrestling. We got Dwayne and Dave on Biden's side, and I'm I know I know Vince, and yeah, we McMahon can easily get Vince Trump's and side. Shane McMahon on on Trump's side. And isn't Triple H somehow married into that family? Oh, uh, you Could know what? I'd rather have Vince and up. Triple H because Shane McMahon's kind of a, a bitch boy. I don't like but him. But him like being him a bitch boy means he wouldn't get in the cage because he's too much of a bitch boy. But he would stand outside <laughs> the cage and yell things to root them on and to admonish the opponents. But would actually, you know what? But he did have like one of the best stunts in the last like five years when he jumped off that big. Two, I'm really not like, too familiar. Thing. Anyway, so let's do Vince McMahon and Triple H on on the side of Trump. Now who? Now now triple threat tag team elimination style. Who's winning this matchup? Because I think it's Biden, Dwayne, and Dave. I think it's Vince, Biden, Dwayne, and Vince Dave. is also very old. Yeah, Vince is also very old, and you have to understand that if The Rock is on your side, there's a very real chance that he's going to hit a button, and now Kevin Hart's in the mix. And yeah. he's smaller than everybody, but he's squirrely, and he could yeah. probably get some things done, it's and like... he's probably, you could get him that, like, those last three feet to the pin could be Kevin Hart's territory. Let's, okay, so let's, that's... <laughs> let's say this was a, the, your, your scenario was an 8-bit video game. If Dwayne, <laughs> like Dwayne's power meter, when you hit like both triggers, Kevin Hart's to, Kevin Hart just runs across the screen multiple times and hits yeah. the bad guy that you're next to. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Nightcrawler power from the uh, yeah. from the X Men. From the X Men game, yeah. yeah. And then he just disappears. <laughs> yeah, and then he's out. But like you knew he'd be there. Now here's the thing. Uh, by that same token, I imagine that The Rock could probably summon Jason Statham. But I think that at this point, Jason uh. Statham and he. No, we gotta uh, leave. He's a Brit. We gotta leave him out of this. He's a Brit. Uh, but does he? When? When has he followed a rule? The transporter, whose rules are uh, to never open the package. Those movies all start with him opening the package. If he didn't break his own rule. He would have the movie. Ineligible. And then he kills his employer. Ineligible. How does he keep getting hired? Ineligible. It's. But still, he might just show up. But here's no. the thing. I think because of beef with Secret Rock, Service, Secret he Service might just get take him. Trump's side. <laughs> That's true. Secret Service at this point is not employed by by Biden. Secret Service stays with you even after you're no longer an active president. So wait, there's a chance that there's dueling factions of Secret Service. Oh, presidential yeah, sure. and former vice presidential would be in the mix with conflicting ideologies. Yeah. That's so you right. can you can have this you can have insane. essentially Barack Obama show up at some point with his Secret Service detail. That's true. And then have George W. Bush show up with his Secret Service detail, and then they're fighting it out now. So, like, now we have another Democrat-Republican <laughs> battle George happening w. outside the, the ring. Yeah. Although George <laughs> W. Just, I don't think, I don't, George W. is definitely a president that never wanted to be president. Oh, no, he was just... No. Uh, he, he, did you see he, that, that Adam He had McKay big movie? daddy issues. Yeah, W? Yeah. He, no, no, that was Oliver Stone, the one uh, oh, Vice. Right, right about dick cheney no i didn't see that one didn't see that one that's one thing that they kind of lean into heavily in that is it was more just like dick cheney was like everybody hates me but i gotta be president and then yeah. sam rockwell's george bush is just like eating wings he's just like well you know i can be president you just do what you want to do <laughs> you know like he just very much fell into it that way um so yeah he'd be in the back painting but uh i think there'd probably be like up in the rafters where the lights are cutting lights down and laughing to himself as they fall and hit people would be cheney yeah He'd be like, ah! Oh, yeah, Dick, Ch- Dick Cheney comes in with, like, an airstrike and just fucking annihilates yeah. the whole thing. He's like, I'm the president now! <laughs> no, in perfect fashion, he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna take out Biden, and he goes, he goes, hey, Biden, lights out! 
and then he and then he uh clips the light and it falls and he thinks it's gonna land on biden and then it just lands in afghanistan for no reason <laughs> it just it lands on like a 25 year old american citizen while in afghanistan who's <laughs> like know, a representative of his politics yeah all right man he's let's, had like let's... four hearts <laughs> <laughs> Let's change the subject from politics now. We, that was our election coverage from yeah. Hot Property. <laughs> That's the election coverage. I do hope, hope that all of you it. voted. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I just, you know, get out there and be engaged. But here's the other thing, too. This weird level of engagement that we all have during presidential elections, are it's, it's fun and it's cool and it's good and I think we should do it. But um, I voted multiple other times this year and I hope that you yeah. did too, you know, and I hope that you continue to do that because that is actually where you'll see tangible results locally. And then unfortunately that's like, it's difficult, but that's where you build up to change at higher levels is yeah. by power from lower levels. It's the whole Republic aspect. So I hope that you can ride this vibe and continue to vote. And like this election was easy for me to choose for various reasons we've already discussed, but (laughs) for the, for the local elections, I definitely had to do a lot more research, which I kind of enjoyed doing. And there's a lot of good sites, which I don't have on hand, but there's a lot of great sites, especially in Philadelphia, where you can look at local elections, uh, policy side by side and things like that. Um, Now politics, now, now politics, that's a good site for, they're very, you know, they're not heavy handed on one side. They fact check everything. Uh, and I, that's the way, that's where I go to look at my local elections for sure. Oh yeah. That. And also you can watch Saturday night live. I couldn't even say it. Oh yeah. Saturday <laughs> night live. Yeah, of course. Where all the news comes from. I get Saturday my news night live. from weekend update and um, it's fun. They keep it light. They speak to the every man, but um, I get true facts from Amy Poehler. Is she still on that? I don't, I don't know. No, I think it's, uh, I know it's, uh, what's it? Um, Michael Che and Colin Jost are the, the weekend update hosts now. Um, and they're both good comics, but I only know them I as love comics. Michael che. I don't I love actually Michael know che. them as, cause I don't watch SNL. So I don't know what their, their weekend updates like. I've got some very good news. Yeah, buddy. For people you know, it's funny. Like- it's very funny how, I'm willing to be so obvious about politics, but I just am unwilling to ever say in any recorded medium which way my vote is, because I'm, I'm edgy and cool. I voted for Biden. What was that, Dan? I didn't say anything. I was, drink- I was literally drinking no. water. It's on the no right. one knows that. Um, okay, no, so I, I got uh, some really good news. I won't news. tell, because people are just real weird about that shit. And if I remain Actually, somewhat I w- mysterious, I, was, I can say I, anything. I put on election coverage way too early, and somebody was outside asking for like an exit or like an entrance poll actually they're like hey do you, do you mind if i ask you who you're voting for and this old woman in maine was like i'm not gonna tell you that and then just walked away and then they cut back to anderson cooper and anderson cooper was like you know what as unexciting as that confrontation is i do like when people just won't tell you when they're who they're voting for because it makes it like that's what the election is about like that's you know i just i make it I'll tell you how I feel about all the candidates, top to bottom. I will absolutely tell you how I feel about them. I just never say who I voted for because yeah. I find and that once your, you do, well, once, right. once you do that, any conversation you have about it takes a different flavor. Yeah, and I and and it's especially now. As soon as the conversation starts, it starts from a damaged area when you do that, just because the way we do things. And so I just find it easier to not say because then you know. You can actually have a little bit more of an honest conversation without just by withholding that information. That's at least in my experience. Or maybe I'm just a fucking like edgy white dude who wants to do something cool. Because I'm also that. It could be that. It it didn't actually. I feel the opposite way. It annoys me when I'm. It doesn't annoy me. Like I'm. I'm perfectly honest about. I'm perfectly okay with being honest about who I voted for. Um, but, and I'm okay with if nobody wants to share that information with me, but it does annoy me because I already shared it with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. and, but like, that's your right. And I can't be pissed off about it, but I think that the opposite will happen. If you are honest who you wrote for, at least when you're talking to me, I can use that information to foster the conversation better. Yeah. Oh, I've, like, I've, totally you know, valid. Having it be a mystery. Totally valid. That's actually a really good point. And Honestly, to tell you the truth, like when we're not recording, I have no problem telling you. Cause, you I know. know, and you don't have to tell me because, as you said, <laughs> we already already fucking know. So, <laughs> let's talk about McDonald's. 
<laughs> let's talk about Joe Jorgensen. No, um, let's talk about McDonald's. Um, I got I got some great news. If you like eating McDonald's, I haven't had we've McDonald's got, in a while, but I do enjoy eating it. We've got three new menu items coming out for breakfast, and they what? all look delicious. McDonald's trying to redefine the breakfast that they got the the you know the monopoly well, they're not, on. They're not sometimes literally they have monopoly on it, but um. <laughs> It's true. They're not redefining. They're bringing in some. I don't know if they've ever had these three particular classics before, but these are breakfast staples. If you go to like a diner or a drive-in or a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is want, one of them is one of the yeah, um, Western omelet. <laughs> no, they're they're all. I'll give. I'll make. I'll, I'll give you a hint. They're opening what's called a the McCafe Bakery lineup. Oh, okay, so it's bakery stuff. Yeah, so I'm guessing that there's some sort of like, uh, like garbage ass panini based thing. No, it's it's more baked goods. I'm oh, gonna, so I'm, like trying baked to, goods. I'm trying to nudge you in the right direction here. They're all sweet. Okay. they're all sweet pastry items. Sweet pastry items. Okay, so they're doing some sort of cinnamon bun, of course. That cinnamon bun is yes, that's the first one. Yeah, that's 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 got to be. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking some kind of muffin, but I, don't they already have muffins? There is a muffin. They don't have muffins at the at the time, but they have a muffin. Really? So you have now, Did they once what, have muffins? I, I can't remember. I couldn't tell. Like I said, I don't eat McDonald's either way either. But I feel like they had muffins when I was a kid. Okay, so we got muffins. We got cinnamon. Well, no, they have they have one muffin. They have one muffin. You have to guess what kind of muffin oh, that muffin is. If it's a breakfast item, it's either blueberry or corn. I need you to pick one of those items. Corn. Nope. It's blueberry. It's blueberry. Okay. I, I figured it was blueberry, but I guessed corn because it would have been more exciting to have that answer validated. In the you know what's funny, Dan, is that you, without me prompting you, you named my two favorite muffins of all time. Yeah. You know what? I think I did because they're probably my two favorite muffins. Yeah. My favorite muffins. And it's funny because they're spin both, they're both, <laughs> Sorry, they're both well, kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like one is very... Yeah. Like corn muffin could be very savory if it wanted to be, but I also like a little bit of like honey and spice on there. Yes. Oh yeah. I like when there's blueberry a little muffin, bit of actual corn in it. Blueberry muffin for me personally has to have a little has to have a little bit of crumble on there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not rejecting crumble on any food item. Like, there's nothing that I if that that I'm not gonna if if there's an option for crumble on anything I'm eating, then yes, I'm taking what whatever that crumble steak? will be. A cheesesteak, if they're like, you want me to crumble some parm on here? I'd be like, motherfucker, no, yes, but cheese, crumble No, but cheesesteak with like a, a classic cobbler crumble. I'm not seeking it out, but if it's a menu item, I'll try it once. <laughs> you know? All right, what's the, what's the third item here? I ain't pulling it into my bed, but I ain't throwing it out, you know? <laughs> Stop doing... Dan is winking at me very inappropriately, and I got a call at the Hop Property HR. <laughs> We are, we are the hot property HR. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, so wait, the third menu item. Oh wait, yo, you ever see Casino? Uh, no. There's a scene. But I saw, where... I saw the scenes where people get really fucked up, and it, that's why I didn't want to watch the movie. There's a scene where where De Niro he like runs his own casino, the Tangiers, and and like nobody likes him because he's like the only Jewish guy running a casino. So he's got like people coming at him all the time, but he's real good at what he does. And he's going through the kitchen of his casino and he sees the blueberry muffins. And one of the blueberry muffins has way more blueberries than the other. Oh, he grabs yeah. the chef and in De Niro fashion, he gives him like the, I want every muffin to have the exact same amount of blueberries, blah, blah. And the guy like starts to give him guff. That's just like, yeah, but that's like, like so much money would go in. He's like exactly the same every time. <laughs> and that's it so it's done so now that poor guy has to bake but at the, at the same time like i've had blueberry muffins on both ends of that spectrum and if i got them both at the same place and one had a ton of blueberries and one didn't i'd be like well it says a lot about their freshness but fuck that i want some blueberries so you know what thank you De Niro's that's exactly you know? how i would run a restaurant by the way yeah as you should yeah. <laughs> as you should <laughs> and you use All murder right. To get things done in a larger scale, you yell. Who says I already, who says I already don't do that? I mean, I didn't say anything. I don't know nothing. Watch and out, last listeners! Item. If you don't follow my dog on Instagram at bba underscore the corgi, <laughs> I might be pulling a blueberry De Niro on your ass. 
Blueberry De Niro. <laughs> That's going to be something that happens on The Boys. It's like, you never had this before? It's called the Blueberry De Niro. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's this going to be? And then it's really just him scowling at somebody and tickling yeah, with, a, with a great haircut and a great beard. I won't stop. All right, what's the third menu item, dude? French toast. No, it's okay. more of a donutty. I would put it in the classification or the genus of a donut. Have we gotten to the point where cronuts have made it to? Uh, no, no. Stop your cronut talk right now. Is Get it a beignet? Case. No, but it is fruit based. There's an okay, answer. so it's like a Danish. Kind of. Like an apple Danish. Apple is correct. We're looking okay. for a different word. It's like apple pie, but they have the apple pie. They have the apple pie stick. Yeah. Um, the, the apple pie Pop-Tart, essentially. Um, apple crisp, apple apple of my eye, apple butter. Apple butter. Fritter? Apple fritters. Frit, apple fritter. Dude. You got it. I'll buy yourself. Good work. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Go me. You know what's crazy? Apple fritters These are look probably good, like though. top five favorite donuts. Behind apple fritters. Apple Danish. You know about the thing about apple fritters? They always look so good. And then when you start eating it, you're like, I'm going to regret every decision I've ever made in my entire life as soon as this apple fritter is gone. Because I've it's never so, had that it's always, it's always like I'm talking about like the corner bakery apple fritter, which is like the size of a human head. Yeah. And when Dude, you're done with apple that. Apple fritter is a foot. It's also huge. huge. It's, a, it's a $5 foot long apple fritter. <laughs> it really is. But it's and like when it's so cents. dense and heavy that when I get done with it, I'm like, I want to sleep until tomorrow so I can forget <laughs> what I did today. Like that so kind of you thing. apple fritter for dinner. That's the solution. <laughs> apple dinner. Apple dinner. Apple dinner. Now, speaking speaking I've of dinner, though. I've never that experience. I eat an apple fritter, and then I sit down, and I watch a movie, and I rub my belly, and I go, oh, man, whoever came up with apple fritters, I wish I could go back in time <laughs> and shake their hand. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly! Oh man, um, I Unless do that. It was like, I know, do that like with a... ice cream. I, ice cream is my apple fritter, so to speak. Oof. Ice cream's good. I, your, ice cream does weigh on you less because I tend to eat an apple fritter over the course of like, you know, like seventeen seconds. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw you eat that Dunkin' Donut the other day. That was oh, dude. That was impressive. To me, the only downside of an apple fritter, since I usually would buy them at Wawa and bring it into the movies, is I'd eat it and then I'd sit there and enjoy the movie and then I'd leave and there'd be a film of of powder that had coagulated that had fallen off of the apple fritter as I scarfed it with all the tact of oh, you know yeah. of of a great white shark and it would just be all over my shirt. I'd be like, well. I guess this is gonna have to be one of my sticky shirts. But <laughs> what about like donut. the hardened glaze yeah. that fall off falls off in crumbs now? It just falls off in crumbs. Yeah. It's all over your shirt. But then because I'm watching a movie, I'm like I'm sweating with excitement or crying with sadness, you know, or or you know whatever it may be. The fluids get all mixed. The whole thing's sticky. It's it's just it's not good. What is your opinion on the McRib? I like it. I don't, when it comes out, I don't go like, oh, I got to go get a McRib. But because it only comes around occasionally, I like it because it harkens back to a day when, remember when McDonald's sandwiches used to actually be of a substantial size? Yeah. They're not anymore. And yeah. um, that's like the last one of a substantial size. That said, um, well, it was probably McRib, the first in their history that moved towards, you know, completely 3D printed food as opposed to, you know, like griddle cooked hamburgers. So it's, it's kind of a, it's both worlds there. Well, get ready and mark your calendar for December 2nd because the McRib is coming back. McRib is back. Just in time for the holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I... I like, I don't feel one type of way. Like, there's a slight chance I might be near where McRibs are available. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll get a McRib. But, like, I won't if it was a year-round year sandwich. We're too old to be eating fast food. Yeah, that's, that's true. A, that's the long and short of it. If it was a year-round sandwich, I wouldn't go back to it. As, like, an event sandwich, uh, there are situations where I might be inspired to do it. But, like, I already forgot what day you told me because I'm not like if, if McDonald's, Like, if McDonald's had introduced, like, a Nashville hot, I would seek that out because I What's love a Nashville, Nashville hot? hot. Nashville hot sandwich. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. Natural hot chicken is like a sweet, smoky, and spicy, um, like battered. Uh, like they fry it in oil, and then once it's in the oil, they immediately dip it in, so it it like. Yeah. It takes all of the juices from the from the spicy sauce into it. Yeah. Put it that on. Uh, it's normally served with two pieces of white bread and some pickles. But people have I been making natural hot sandwiches in their restaurants and their bistros and all this new wave bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But a natural hot <laughs> a natural sandwich to me new avocado. is just one of the besides the Cubano. The Ooh. Best sandwich. Now, if McDonald's came out with a Cubano, I would not eat it because I don't fucking trust that. To get that would be insane. Done. Yeah, that would be terrible. There's a place near me uh, called El Jarocho. And once quarantine's done, we're going there. It is the best hangover killer. Uh, it's kind of like a New Year's Day you tradition that Jenna there? and I do. You can get takeout from there if you want. I just don't know if you're going to get it out to your area from Jarocho. But, um, oh, I thought you were talking about for yourself when quarantine was over. Oh, no, no. I, I, I've gotten Hirocho plenty of yeah. times while in quarantine. Well, order, more than one, I order one for me, and I'll just, but they just have leave it on the curb, and I'll pick it up outside the curb. <laughs> we can do that. We can do I mean, well, if you're going to come or down this way. Or I can just order from the restaurant. You just pick it up. Yeah, you just cut out the middle. <laughs> way. I'm just saying it's probably a distance issue for you is the thing. But they have these sandwiches called Sumitas. And, uh, you know, oh, they're I just like. Sumitas. These ones are stacked, and they have a Cubano Sumita. So it's got all the Cuban stuff. It's got, like, eggs, different sauces, uh, waxaca cheese. It, it's, it's a huge sandwich that I always attempt to eat like a sandwich and then end up ultimately, like, just eating it with, like, a knife and oh, a spoon yeah. held in a way no one should hold them. Because On Top Chef, they call so that good. deconstructed. Yes, it's deconstructed. Deconstructed. It, because it was it's too big to eat. It's <laughs> open-faced. But, dude, it is like, if you like a Cuban... It's not going to scratch the Cuban itch, but it applies the Cuban flavor to a different sandwich. And it is just, it's something that I think about at times. <laughs> just sit, I'll just sit and think about it. You know what I just found out the other day that blew my mind? And we'll get to your, since we're now in the snack cupboard, we'll get to your snack yeah. cupboard after this. But I just found out that one of the, I think it might be either the Walmart or the uh, Whole Foods, whatever their like house brand is. Uh, they have a Cuban style mustard, which already has pickles, a smoky flavor, and onions in it. It sounds really good. Now, as lazy as that sounds, it sounds amazing because when I want to, when I have a cubano, like I want, like I want to taste the crunch of the pickle. I want to have the smokiness of the pulled pork. Like I don't want that mm -hmm. to all be in the mustard, but I would love to have that mustard in addition to everything else as well. Oh, you could add it to other sandwiches and make them yeah. Cuban style. Yeah, dude, exactly. that is like, Cuban is one of those sandwiches that is like a perfect mix of what would seem to be clashing flavors and textures, but it becomes this, like every bite is a very good flavor and texture experience. Um, you know what's crazy about oh. like, you know, what makes a good sandwich, in my opinion, is slightly above the ingredients is the bread. And Agreed. you can only make the cubano bread in like florida and like the very deep south and cuba and all that stuff but you can only have like the amoroso roll in philadelphia for the cheesesteak because of just like the area that has been cultivated the water that's available to you mm. and like you can't get like good cuban rolls up here you can't get good cheesesteak rolls down there it is like very good it's a very good like representation of like this is our culture and this is this is the bread you got to have our cultural sandwich on. Yep. Oh yeah. There was um. I think it was Alex Perlman used to do a bit where he like got a cheesesteak in California, and like the bit is really just him yelling about Amoroso's rolls and how they're just essential. And uh, yeah. but yeah, and and I just remember thinking I was like, it really is like there's a million different ways that you can make a cheesesteak, and it'll still fit the uh you know the ingredients and style profile of what a philly cheesesteak is you know gino's yeah. slices pat's chops but it's still they're still both philly cheesesteaks you like, got your whiz you got your provolone but like that roll that roll is the one thing that i think is least it. negotiable yeah. yeah and like even if you go like if you go to california and you go to a taco truck most of those taco trucks are making those tortillas by hand as you mm. order and that makes all the difference too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can get like the, 
you know, what I forget what the big brand of tortillas are, but like you can get like, you know, the name brand tortillas against like a handmade tortilla. It's a it's a world of oh, difference. It's night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Noche idea. Night and day. <laughs> All right. So what did, what did you bring to the snack cupboard today? So uh, it was Halloween. So there's all of these cool different uh, Halloween branded Kit Kats. And I got two. So um, the first one is the classic Halloween Kit Kat. That's the regular which, Kit Kat. Well, no, it's not just a regular Kit Kat. Because you, oh, it, it says on the label, Halloween Kit Kats. You know something's up. You think Kit Kat would lie? Come on. What show do you think this is? It's orange chocolate. It's orange chocolate. Now, it's just white chocolate, colored orange. So there's no really special flavor profile. But it's fucking good. Now, I w- I, you know how they have around Christmas time, like, the, uh, the chocolate mm, orange they have to smash? Oh, yeah. A, uh, they made a Kit Kat that was that flavor. I would love it. I would, I would definitely try it. I'm sure they probably do. Um, so, yeah, this is – but that wouldn't be Halloween. I think this fits the Halloween. Second one I got, Witch's Brew. And you'll notice there's oh, a little God. witch with a triangle face on it. Yeah. So this one is green. Oh, God. Does and the chocolate, the it does not glow in the dark, although they do have a Halloween one out this year that the packaging glows in the dark. But this chocolate is marshmallow flavored. No, it's not. And it is, and it's not an overpowering marshmallow flavor because I like marshmallows, but like after like one, I'm kind of done with them because it's like a little much. This is great. I've eaten a hundred of these in the last couple of days. They're so oh good. Oh my God. I'm not even going to break it. It's so good. I've seen. So, highly recommend. The eyes of a monster. Dan just bit into a dual Kit Kat bar and broke it in half the, the wrong way. Yeah, I didn't even snap it into two. I didn't give me a break. Who needs a break? Feed me now. Well, I'm jealous. Can you send me one of those marshmallow guys? I'll pay for the postage. It might be cheaper for you to go to literally any store. (laughs) Fine, I'll do it myself. You could probably get one within half a mile of your house right now in bulk for very cheap. But I would have to look. Okay, well, I mean, I'll, I mean, I have some. If you want me to put some in a box and mail it to you, well, I'd you also, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal food from your mouth. Okay, I just have like two pillowcases full of them in the freezer now. It's great. Did you go trick or treating? <laughs> no, I went to CVS because they give you discounted candy after Halloween, and they got all the good okay. stuff. I mean, actually, I went before Halloween. Some of them came from after, and you throw the pillowcases in your freezer, and then you got frozen Kit Kats on tap. All diggity day. That's called living. If this was my MTV Cribs, we'd go straight from the front door to the freezer. I'd be like, y'all think you know what bougie is? I thought you were going into the... Count them. One, two, family size. Only one family lives here. And we ain't got no kids. So this is pretty much all me, baby. And then we'd, you know, then we'd go up to my room and I'd show my fan or something. I don't know. When you said... Um, that's what living is. I thought you were gonna go into the Rocky uh, speech from Rocky. <laughs> no, Rocky Balboa. The uh... oh, I, I thought it was just called Rocky. No, the uh, what was... oh, now I'm gonna forget it. It's like my favorite thing in the world too. It's not how hard you can. It's not how hard you can hit someone. It's how hard you can it's get how hard you hit, can get hit and keep, and keep moving. moving forward. Because that's what living that's is. Winning... No, that's how. That's how oh. winning is done. It's not much you get his, but how hard you can get his and keep going forward. That's how it is. He's talking to uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Of Heroes fame. Not This Is Us, because that show is terrible. Uh, all right. So. Not This Is Us or, or The Art of Racing in, a, in the Rain, the most horrifyingly sad dog movie oh my I've God. ever seen in my life. No, I'll never see that. Dude, don't ever see it. If Actually, you should just read my review of it, because I talked about how... It's wildly effective, and it's just torture. <laughs> just absolute torture. I don't like reading or, like, what was that fucking movie with Dennis Quaid? And there was two of them. Like, The Life of a Dog or something like that? Or A Dog's Life? Oh. Or A Dog's Purpose? A Dog's Purpose. 
I didn't see those. I, I wouldn't see those. It's a movie where you watch a bunch of dogs die, but the consciousness is transferred between the dog, which is not true. We just watch a bunch of dogs die, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's not exciting. Yeah. They do it in the art of – spoiler alert – in the art of racing in the rain, because the book is told from the point of view of the dog, and apparently the book has like a really good internal characterization of a dog that's rather intuitive. I think that's kind of cool. But the movie – it's not like a dog being like, then I went and did this, you know, it's, but it is voiced by, uh, by uh, Kevin Costner. Um, he narrates okay. the movie and we just understand that it's from the dog's point of view. But the movie literally opens with the dog, the owner coming home to find his old dog in a puddle of its own piss. That's the framing device. And then it's the dog looking back on his whole life before he finally dies. I was like, and it, it's, it's brutal but it's one of those movies where like the dog joins with this guy and then he gets married and then his wife dies and then like he's just like disaster and tragedy follows this guy and it's punishing and at the end it's like isn't that hopeful because it suggests that like his dog spirit transferred to like a little boy or something and that weird angle comes out of nowhere but it's like isn't that hopeful and i'm like no how about you fucking blow me stupid that was horrifying yeah, I'm a mess now. You're but you're adding really your own well narration made. to what's already like to biology. Like that's yes. not that's not good. That's not a good writing technique, and it makes me want to fucking throw up. It was it was a difficult one to get through. I cried my fucking eyes out, and then it ended. And I was impressed that it was a well made movie, but I was like, I don't know what the point of that was. That was fucking yeah. torture. Ugh. Like I mean, we you and I, I know for sure, have both dealt with pet deaths. And I'm sure there's a part of you, as there is a part of me, that's like, well, maybe I'll be able to see him again. But also, the realist in me is like, eh, just remember the good times you had. Yeah, I don't want to linger yeah. on, on poor Bodine's death because I'm watching some stupid Kevin Costner golden retriever die. No, I want to think about the times we played fetch. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, exactly. Loved Bodine. He was the best. And I miss Han Solo every day. Oh, Han. So on that, that, the, on that depressing that note, this has been Hot Property. Let's do our Wait, plugs. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're done. Well, you want to talk questions? about politics more? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did a lot of we did there a lot were of no, politics. There were, oh, yeah, there were no good stupid questions today. They were all about stupid shit that I didn't want to talk about. Well, that, that's fine, too. Um, wow, we really went through an hour that fast, didn't we? Yeah. We just ended on... on... Dog death. Well, all right, let's, let's do death. one we more bit. do that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk. Let's do. This is a new bit I just created. What was one good thing that happened to you this week? Um, oh, I was gonna go to kids write jokes. Um, what's one good thing that happened to me this week? Oh, I will. Uh, I'll tell you a few. I'll tell you. It's like a bunch of good things that happened as one good thing due to my coverage of the Philadelphia Film Festival as well as a couple of other movies. I've locked down some uh, interviews with some pretty prominent people hey. that I'm going to pull onto, and I'll use it as a plug too, that um, I will hopefully in, over the next few weeks and months have coming up on I Like to Movie Movie. So uh, you can check out that show. That's my other show. But yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up because I just, uh, I got to, I was fortunate to be able to talk to a couple of cool filmmakers. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah. Um, what about you? What's something good that happened to you this week? Well, we talked about it at the beginning, but I got to say, um, I made the right choice. I don't like buying video games when they're at full price, but I think I made the right choice in buying Paper Mario for the Switch because I'm really enjoying it. It kind of calms me down. Uh, it's definitely the last couple nights I've been, you know, a little bit anxious about this night, the election night. And the past couple nights that I've, I need to like, you know, chill out and just like think about something different. It's easy enough to play to where like, it's more of a meditative state so I can yeah. like have like the front of my mind focus on this task. And then the back of my mind kind of just like meditates as you know, what's going on in my life. And um, you know, the other good stuff is that, you know, I just got back from my trip from upstate New York, which went really well. And yeah, I mean, that's good. I just hope that, you know, whatever, no matter what happens tonight, even though I hope it goes a certain way, obviously, I hope that we can start to learn from this last year of just absolute disagreement and turmoil and tension. And I think that we just need to, we all need to move forward as a, as a team. 
I think we do. I, I would find it very refreshing if it wasn't a four-year to eight-year back-and-forth cycle of how can we stop them rather than, okay, exactly. they won. Well, how can we work with them? to? There's not a lot of talk about what they can do for us. And that's kind of their job. And so I would really love to see less of that and more of understanding that, like, we're the ones who are in charge and they need to represent us. And Meaning the people. Meaning the, yeah, meaning yeah. all different types of people that live here in America. Every single one of them. And so when they have that conversation, instead of how can we strategize over these next four years to make the next four after yeah. that hours? <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the goal. That's the dumbest way you can approach this. Yeah, right, you so, hope to win, and then when you lose, you still have the job that you have, and you should get to work. So that's that's what I hope. Oh, God. I just shot my phone. Um, all right. So, Dan, what are your plugs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we get all mad about politics. Uh, my plugs are to check out I Like to Movie Movie, my movie podcast. Um, check out uh, cinema76.com and findy.com for my film writing. And uh, anything else I want to plug? And I guess you should just also check out Dep Impact, um, <laughs> which, due to some recent current events, is going to have some very interesting uh, yeah. uh, subject matter. So uh, definitely check out Dep, Dep Impact. That's Jenna's show, and it's uh, pretty great. Um, follow my dog at bb8 underscore the corgi, and everyone. Stay safe. And please Good like luck. and subscribe all of all of our stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, like like and subscribe to all of the hot property things so that more people can hear our message of goodness and positivity and light and snacks. Yep. And drugs. And as always. <laughs> as that's, always. That's been hot property. What and it's cool. Got to good. good. It's cool. And it's got oh. to be live. At least we were synced up that time. I don't know what you're doing with your tongue, though. Oh, I was doing a Scottish accent, so I was just kind of holding it at the end, like...